Sylvester Sleuth and the Secret of the Stars. In our last story, Sylvester Sleuth had just figured out the riddle of the questioner. He had discovered that Jesus is like the ark. Jesus took the punishment for our sin, but when we believe in him, we are eternally safe in Jesus. But just as Sylvester had figured this out, the delivery man arrived again. The rain had finally ended, and it was getting close to evening. Sylvester signed, and the delivery man quickly disappeared, saying that dinner was waiting for him at home. Well, Sylvester, Reverend Kirk said, grabbing his umbrella, I will leave you to your new mystery. But as I said, I'm only a phone call away. Sylvester watched as Reverend Kirk crossed the yard and disappeared into his house. Then he turned his attention back to the delivery. He eyed the long parcel wrapped in parchment. What could it be? He ripped the paper open to reveal a rather large telescope. Sylvester understood microscopes and magnifying glasses, but telescopes were quite a different thing and not something he was used to. He found a card that had come from the questioner. It read, You figured out the mystery of the two trees and discovered who the true Ark is, but see if you can figure out the secret of the stars. Here are some constellations to look at. Also, see how many you can count. With the message, there were three sets of coordinates and directions on how to use them. Since it wasn't yet nightfall, Sylvester decided to go inside, wash up, put on his PJs, and fix himself some dinner. A shower felt so good after being in the cold rain. His flannel, houndstooth pajamas were warm and inviting, and his pink bunny slippers hugged his feet cozily. Sylvester made his favorite dinner, pizza with pickle and banana slices. After filling his belly with five slices of pizza and some warm milk, he headed back outside to the boat. Night had fallen and the clouds had all cleared away, so it was a perfect time to look at the stars. He adjusted the telescope and turned it to the first set of coordinates. He gasped in wonder as a seven-star cluster came into view. He drew a picture of it in his sketchbook. He adjusted the telescope to the next set of coordinates and drew a picture of it as well. Turning the telescope to the final coordinates, he drew a picture of that constellation. In his note, the questioner told him to count the stars if he could. He started, but the darker it got, the more stars were revealed. He counted, and he counted, but there seemed no end to his counting. He got to 320,552 before he fell asleep. The next morning he woke to a bird sitting on his head. His hair was a mess, and the bird was trying to pull out strands to build a nest. Shoo, shoo, he said, swatting the bird from his face. He looked up at the sky and realized that he had lost count of the stars the night before. But he did have his sketches of the constellations. He knew some of them, but others he did not. He decided that after breakfast he would go visit his friend Fred, who people called Bookworm. He boiled a cup of tea and had scrambled eggs with jalapenos and barbecue sauce. After he finished breakfast, he donned his inspector's hat, grabbed his magnifying glass, and headed to the library. When he arrived, Bookworm was at the circulation desk, reading, of all things, a book about the stars. Wow! Sylvester exclaimed. I was just coming down here to talk about the stars. Shh! Mildred the librarian commanded. Sylvester apologized. What a coincidence! Bookworm said. Are you doing research for another mystery? Yes, he said. Listen to this message from the questioner. You figured out the mystery of the two trees and discovered who the true Ark is, but see if you can figure out the secret of the stars. Here are some constellations to look at. Also, see how many you can count. Hmm, Bookworm said. What constellations did the questioner tell you to look at? Sylvester handed him the pictures he drew. I know that one is Orion, 
and that one is the Big Dipper, but I don't know what this one is with the seven stars, Sylvester said. Ah, said Bookworm, that's the Pleiades, or the seven sisters. Here they are in my book. Look, Bookworm opened the book to the page with the Pleiades. And the Big Dipper, that's also called the Bear, Bookworm said, flipping to that page as well. Hmm, any idea why he would give me just these? Sylvester asked. I think I know, said Bookworm. He rummaged under the circulation desk and pulled out a piece of paper and a pencil and wrote, Job 9-9, and handed it to Sylvester. Job 9-9, he asked. Is that a code or something? A secret job? No, no, not job. Job, Bookworm said. It's a reference to the Bible. Go look it up. I think it'll help you in your search. Wonderful, Sylvester exclaimed. The game is afoot. Shh, Mildred instructed. Back at his house, Sylvester spread out the clues. There was the letter from the questioner, the Bible reference to Job 9-9, and the Bible opened in front of him. It took him a moment, but he finally found Job 9-9 and read it aloud. Who made the bear and Orion, the Pleiades, and the chambers of the south? Well, he said to himself, I suppose the answer is God. But is that the secret of the stars? He thought back to the words of Bookworm, when he had first given him the Bible. He remembered that there was a place in the back of the Bible that showed him where different words appeared in different parts of the Bible. So he looked up the word stars. One Bible verse he found was Psalm 147.4. He determines the number of the stars. He gives them all their names. Sylvester wondered, what had God named all the stars? Was there a star named Norman or Frank? Was there one named Gwen or Patricia? The next reference he saw was Genesis 15:1-6. He read it aloud. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue to be childless. And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars, if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. That's it. That has to be the secret of the stars. Sylvester yelled out. But what does it mean? There was a knock on the door. Sylvester found Reverend Kirk waiting there, holding his newspaper. Looks like your newspaper was thrown onto my lawn, the pastor said, holding out the rolled paper to Sylvester. Oh, thank you, said Sylvester. Please come in. I think I've unraveled the mystery of the stars. Sylvester showed Reverend Kirk the passage where God told Abram, or Abraham, that his children would number greater than the stars. What does this mean? Is there more to this secret? Sylvester asked. A whole lot more, Reverend Kirk said. God kept his promise. Abraham had a son named Isaac. Isaac had two sons, and one was named Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons that would ultimately become the 12 tribes of Israel. They increased greatly in number. Wow, Sylvester said. That's a great fact, but is that really a secret? Well, there's a whole lot more to it, the pastor said. Here, hand me the Bible. Reverend Kirk flipped through the Bible arriving at Galatians 3.16, and read it to Sylvester. Now the promises were made to Abraham and his offspring. It does not say, and to offsprings, 
referring to many, but referring to one, and to your offspring, who is Christ. Wow, there are a lot of important 316s in the Bible, Sylvester said. So the true son of Abraham is Jesus, just like he is the true ark and the true tree of life. Exactly, Reverend Kirk said. But why is that important? Sylvester asked. Let me read on. This is what Galatians 3.25-29 says. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Jesus Christ you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew or Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female. You are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring and heirs according to promise. That means that if you've put your faith in Jesus, you not only belong to Abraham's family, but you belong to God's family as well. Eureka! Sylvester exclaimed, texting the answer to the questioner. In a few seconds, the response came. Good job, detective, but I'm not done with all my questions. I have another one for you. You should be getting your new mystery in three, two, one. There was a knock on the door. Sylvester opened the door to see the delivery man standing there. Guess who? The delivery man said. Pastor Zach here. Today we learned that we are part of Abraham's promise, not because we are related to him by blood or by birth, but by faith. If we believe in Jesus, we are one of those stars that Abraham saw. John in his gospel wrote, He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. God promised to bless the nations through Abraham. He did that through Jesus. When we trust in him, we are blessed with eternal life. Join us next time when Sylvester Sleuth unravels the next big mystery.